everybody. Welcome back to episode 3.2 of the Echo Leadership Podcast. My name is Andy Wood, and I'm your host. I'm so excited today to continue our conversation about getting better as a leader. We're looking over these episodes of shifting our mindset to say, how do we continue to make improvements, knowing that when a leader gets better, everything around them gets better. When you improve in your capacity, your team improves. And so we're going to dive into six practical ideas over the next few episodes that will be helpful. I want to encourage you to go through this with your team. I want to encourage you to download the show notes because probably a lot of you are listening to this while you walk. You're listening to this while you drive. So it's hard to write. Uh, And in fact, I want to encourage you not to try to write while you drive. Let's stay safe, people. Um, But also, if you'll download those notes, you can share the episodes with your team and have some great conversations. And I believe it will help you improve as a team. The first big idea that I want to introduce is this concept that flows out of a value that we have here on our staff at Echo, and it's called tenacious teachability. So the first point I want to encourage you is to cultivate tenacious teachability. Cultivate tenacious teachability. I recently had a conversation, did an interview with a hip-hop artist. His name is Lecrae, and he has been heavily involved in the racial justice movement. And I'm grateful for his influence because he has produced great art. He's a great voice. And in the conversation, I asked him, what what would you say to a white pastor like myself around the conversation of racial justice? How can I make a difference? And he said, I want to encourage you to adopt a mindset that you're like a student that's starting all over. You're going back to the basics and you're going to start like a college student would get a new major. So you're going to read books. You're going to get new mentors, you're going to have many conversations, you're going to pick your classes based upon this. And that that mindset of being a student that starts at the beginning, what happens over time for a lot of leaders as we progress, we get more mature, we lose some of that rookie hunger that we started with. And we can start to think, well, we, we, we know, we, we have experience, we've been doing this for a long period of time. I want to encourage you to continue with tenacious teachability, even as you lead for 20, 30, 40 years as you're decades into this, to still have that hunger that you had when you started. I also want to encourage those of you who are just getting started. A lot of you who are teenagers, maybe even your early 20s, you've only been leading for a few years. You have passion. You have drive. You want to make a difference with your life. And the tendency when you're younger is to rush right into action, which is great. We, we need that kind of response in many ways. And at the same time, to couple that passion with wisdom to couple that passion with growth. And that happens through tenacious teachability. One of my mentors said one time that your decades have different themes. And one of the mega themes of your 20s is teachability or it's training. It's getting all the information and wisdom that you can to set you up for decades of success into the future. And that mindset can apply not just in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, and your 50s. So this value of tenacious teachability flows out of two key characteristics, and one is humility, and two is tenacity. It's really hard to keep growing as a leader if there is not humility as a baseline, to recognize that there are thoughts that you had 10 years ago that are wrong. There are thoughts you might even had a week ago that are wrong. That humility to say when you engage in a conversation, whether it's racial justice or racism, and how do we dialogue about that, and how do we make a difference, or Perhaps it's around how do you pivot your organization or how do you sustain the crisis if, if you know, this COVID crisis goes on for another two, three, four quarters before 
there, there's a vaccine. How do you continue to lead in that environment? That's going to require humility. And it requires you to recognize areas of your leadership that are off. I think we talked a little bit about this in the last month's episodes. But that humility also has to be combined with tenacity. So it's one thing to say, you know, I really do need to grow. I really do need to get better. But it's another to say, I'm willing to pay the price to grow. I'm willing to read books and seek mentors and admit where I'm wrong and work on my weaknesses and identify strengths and try to figure out how to improve my strengths. All of this is tucked within that value of tenacious teachability. And what I have noticed as a leader is that it gets harder to get better as you get bigger. It gets harder to continue to improve the longer you lead. That's why this value of tenacious teachability needs to be a lifelong value for leaders. So I want to encourage you to cultivate this value. Here are two questions that can help you reflect through it, through this value. One is, what's the issue in your leadership that you've been unwilling to address? There might be something that comes to mind as soon as you hear that question. It could be a mindset. It could be a motivation, a heart issue. It could be a skill set that you don't want to pay the price on. You don't want to pay the amount of money that's required to get the help you need. You don't want to pay the amount of money or time or energy that's required to improve, which leads to the second question, and that's, what is the price that you've been unwilling to pay? Like if another great leader who is a better leader than you stepped into your shoes, what would be the price that they would be willing to pay that you're currently unwilling to pay? I believe if you meditate on those two questions, journal about them, have a conversation about them with your team, it will help you generate some areas of focus and help motivate you to be willing to pay that price to continue to get better as a leader. So point number one, cultivate tenacious teachability. Number two is to think like a professional athlete. I was um, running in a race, it's called a Murph. So every year around Memorial Day, all the CrossFit athletes, they remember this fallen hero with the last name Murphy and his story is an amazing story. The, the race that they have is one mile race. You do 100 pull-ups, you do a 200 push-ups, and you do 300 air squats. So it's, it's big time. And by the time you're done with it, you're completely exhausted. So I've done this now for the last three years. I've gotten better each year. I'd like to add my time has improved. So last year, I was doing it with a group of CrossFit athletes who are in way better shape than I am. One of my good friends, Brandon, who is a trainer, he programs for me, and I'm racing with him. He doesn't know I'm racing. In my mind, I'm trying to beat him. And I'm saying, if I could beat this CrossFit athlete who's seven years younger than me, I'll, I'll feel so good about myself. So at the end of the race, I see Brandon, and he's about 100 yards ahead of me, and we're like a quarter of a mile away from our destination. My goal was to get it under 40 minutes. For those of you who are CrossFit athletes, I did not have the weighted vest on, by the way. But I decided I'm going to kick it into high gear. So Brandon's ahead of me. He doesn't have the weighted vest on either, but I kick it into high gear, and I sprint right past Brandon. And I'm like feeling great. I'm like, I am beating this guy who is like 2% body fat. And then I get right at about 100 yards from my destination, and I'm gassed. So I slowed down, and at this point, I'm running probably like a 12-minute mile. So I was like six-minute mile, and then I'm gassed, and I'm like a 12-minute mile. And Brandon just kind of steadily runs past me, and when he gets right up next to my ear, he just goes, rookie mistake. <laughs> oh, man, I felt like a fool, and he beat me. So that rookie mistake. But you know what it showed me is this guy thinks like an athlete. He, he thinks at a different level. 
So this year, I did actually beat my time. I didn't race him this year, but I learned from that. And there, there's something so powerful, point number two, about thinking like a professional athlete. So taking that same athletic mindset and applying it to leadership, the people who think like athletes, they think differently. Some of the things, things that they do is they look at failure differently than most of us do. An athlete sees failure as feedback. So they look at their game afterwards, they watch their tape, you know, they watch the videos of their performance, and they figure out areas that need to improve. When they fail, most great athletes don't think, oh, I'm a failure, I struck out there. They think, okay, what do I need to do better next time? They also are constantly playing with pain. Athletes learn that they're always nursing some injury, whether it's a bad shoulder or a bad leg. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to try to improve that pain and get healthy. And there's some pain that's bad pain and there's pain that's good pain. But most really good professional athletes are playing with some form of pain most of the time. They're trying to get it healed, but they're, they're dealing with it and they have to fight through that pain. They're also constantly working on strengths and weaknesses. So they're identifying areas where they are strong, they're getting better, they're finding weaknesses, and they're improving through process and habits. So they're looking at the habit that is producing the result. They're putting processes in place that produce fruit. I, I love Steph Curry. I think he's a great example of this, where you can even watch some of his YouTube videos. He put together a master class about his habits as an athlete. Those habits produce fruit. Also, they're making choices that others are unwilling to make for the sake of progress. A professional athlete, especially a really good professional athlete, they're much more rigid with the time they go to sleep and the time they wake up and the food that they eat and getting enough water and all of the habits that produce the kind of sustained growth over a long period of time. So I want to give you a question to wrestle through, and it's where do you need to adjust your approach in order to go pro? Some of us are operating like amateurs as leaders. We're bringing an amateur mindset to a professional game, to a professional competition, to a professional performance. And as leaders, I want to encourage us to think differently about leadership, to think like pros, to think like professional athletes and apply that professional mindset to what we do. So I want to encourage you to think about a skill set or a mindset or a motivation issue that could be playing into your performance and focus on that for a given period of time. When we come back, we're going to talk about growth goals. We're going to talk about how do you narrow the focus for progress. But this has been episode number 3.2. We've looked at two big ideas. Number one, cultivate tenacious teachability. Number two, think like a professional athlete. I hope you found this helpful. Our goal is to help you become the kind of leader that everybody on your team wants to follow. Please help us continue to spread the word, rate it, review it, give us some comments, subscribe to it. We want to help you grow and improve as a leader. We look forward to being back with you for episode 3.3 as we share two more practical ideas to help you get better.